0: Welcome to Topic 3, Managing Litigation and Limitation of Actions. Through the enactment of the Civil Procedure Act and the Uniform Civil Procedure Rules in 2005, civil procedure in New South Wales courts formally departed from what was traditionally an adversarial party-led model of litigation. And it changed a lot to a model where the judiciary actively supervises and manages the conduct of litigation in the courts through case management principles. This departure was brought about by the need to combat the all-pervasive and natural consequences of adversarial litigation. And that was causing significant delay and excessive costs in litigation. In the matter of Aon Risk Services Australia and the Australian National University, the High Court noted in commenting about this new system, in the past it has been left largely to the parties to prepare for trial and to seek the court's assistance as required. Those times are long gone. So this topic discusses two really important concepts of civil procedure in New South Wales. The first is case management namely how and why the courts manage litigation as it progresses through the court with view to narrowing down the real issues, resolving this dispute in alternate forums and trying to come to a resolution quickly, cost effectively and if possible, informally. Section 57 of the Civil Procedure Act sets out the objectives of all case management in New South Wales courts, it says. Proceedings in any court are to be managed having regard to the following objects. A, the just determination of the proceedings. B, the efficient disposal of the business of the court. C, the efficient use of available judicial and administrative resources. And D, the timely disposal of the proceedings and all other proceedings in the court at a cost affordable by the respective parties you can see therefore that any case management principles that are adopted are very much guided by the same overriding purpose that we see at section 56 just quick and efficient administration of justice today cases are managed by various court officers, depending on the court and usually in accordance with both the legislation the civil procedure rules the legislative rules pertaining to that particular court and the practice notes or practice directions that each court issues, respective to the list that the matter might appear in. Again, keep a close eye on this topic and have a read of assessment four, because in that assessment task, you're going to need to consider how the courts case manage and where your clients matter might be in breach of case management principles. The second aspect we're going to consider in this topic is the all important limitation of actions. Legislation provides that certain civil causes of action are not to be commenced if a prescribed period of time has expired. For example, in personal injury actions, this is usually three years from the date of injury. In contract disputes, it is usually six years. The rationale behind limitation periods is that disputes should be litigated and resolved quickly and expeditiously. Limitation periods prevent prejudice caused by delay to defendants. Of course, the law around limitation of actions is always not straightforward. What happens if the plaintiff is a minor, for example, and not of age to bring proceedings? When does the limitation period run? What happens if the loss crystallizes at a later date or is undiscovered, is like a latent loss until later? When does the limitation period run in those circumstances? This is what the law of limitations concerns. It also concerns what circumstances the courts can intervene to extend the limitation period for a cause of action, and those issues the court will consider before granting such orders. All of these aspects are vital. And remember, there is a question on limitation periods pertinent to assessment two in your assessment two task. So again, have a read of that before you start your readings on the topic.